Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. These days, thanks to digital media, we know a lot about what our children get up to in the day. That's particularly true if you have a child in daycare. Often, educators will keep a record of your kids' activities and upload them for you to look at later. But what's it really like to spend six or even eight hours at a daycare centre? Liesl Murphy is an early learning educator at Gumnut Gardens in Sydney. She was also, until very recently, my son's teacher. So I know she's fabulous. Hi, Liesl. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you. So um, we're going to be chatting about a day at kindy, but we're also going to talk about a really special day at kindy, and that is what you have, which is bush kindy. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about you for a minute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh a good gosh. way to start. What is it you love about teaching in the early learning setting? Oh, what's not to love, really? Well, the cleaning, I guess. But um, for as a teacher, I like that it's uh, we're unencumbered by the rigidity that primary and high schools have. Um, and for me, who's more thinking outside the box, it, it I can do that in early childhood. As a human, I like to see children flourish, and my knowledge helps the most in the most in the first thousand days. Um, so you see, you see the difference from a young age, mm. and which you don't get that effect when they're older. And ha- and what age do you work with? You just said the first thousand days. But I guess it- yeah. So I work for, between ages three and five. Um, I guess it depends on the year. This year we've got a lot of three-year-olds in our room, so it's a very young preschool room. <laughs> um, so I guess we have to change our expectations slightly at first but not for very long. <laughs> okay, what do you, when you say expectations of what kind of things? I guess behaviour, um, learning how to be a judge, and I guess that's our room's name, uh, which also means child in Gadigal language. Yeah, just learning our routines, our transitions, how we want you to behave, like with empathy, kindness and love. <laughs> really. Lovely. All right, well, tell us what is Bush Kindy all about? Um, so basically bush kindy is just about getting children in nature. I've been doing a nature program for about seven years. I did beach kindy at my old centre because the community that we were in were closest to a beach at Gumnats. The closest is a park. So um, we're very lucky to have Centennial Park at our doorstep. So bush kindy is really about just <laughs> kids being in nature Building and what we see the benefits of that is resilience is the biggest thing. Um, some kids don't know how to play in nature. They arrive and they're like, "I'm bored" or "I don't know what to do," and they really have no <laughs> idea. But it doesn't take very long. I guess two or three sessions, and they're in the mud or looking at other kids climbing trees, and I guess assessing, "Oh, can I do that yet?" or collecting things, observing wildlife. I, it, yeah, 
the myriad of possibilities. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning of an average day, just, you know, the basics, Mm -hmm. because we do drop off, we have a chat with our educators, and then we're out the door. How do you start the day at Gumnut Gardens? So we have family groupings at our centre, which means all age rooms are together in the morning, which is a really beautiful way because you build connections with all the children you're not it's not like an isolated oh I'm a teacher of my room so I only look after my children Um, because you know hopefully most kids come through so you have already built relationships and for us that's the key so by the time either they with us we know the child we know their families Um, so yeah the mornings are spent together outside just hanging out really what do you, how do you structure your day? So the the morning they're all together and then they go off to yeah. their separate rooms. What do you do in the Jarjum room? So we start our day with, I guess we, some people call it a morning meeting or a group time. Um, we do an acknowledgement to the country that the children have created and also, a, I guess, maybe like a mindfulness greeting or blessing that was derived from a Steiner blessing that again kids over time have added to and we've made it our own. Um, And that can be, I know you've posted about that before and they can end up saying things like thank you for the dinosaurs (laughs) or really It's a way to start your day being really mindful about who you are, who your friends are, what's around and everything that's surrounding you. Yeah. I guess after that, we'd have some morning tea or, or, or prior. We're a bit loose with our <laughs> structure. Um, and then we would have a larger group, or depending if we have morning tea first or not. Uh, we might have something that we want to intentionally talk about. We might have something that the children are bringing in for discussion. Because it um, seems from what I observed... That you're very child-led in what utterly, you do. Yes. Utterly. And we're not creating things. Like we're not looking at a child playing with a dinosaur going, oh, right, now the interest is dinosaurs. It's more meaningful and it's only garnered over time. Because um, so, you had the microscope and if they found something. Yeah, well, that's that's it. from Bush Kindy, I guess. We wanted to place um, more, not onus, more value on the actual work and the learning that is occurring in the through our Bush Kindy program, so parents don't just see it as a play in the park and this mindless sort of activity, I guess, over time. So any artefacts children find, uh, they look at under a microscope if they want to. So on a Bush Kindy day in the afternoons, we'll have a table set out with a microscope. We're also doing like a, um, a floor book, I guess. It's a Claire Warden sort of style book where the kids document their own learning so they might pick photos they might draw pictures they might draw what they see in the microscope and then we put questions of inquiry in there so questions that they might have asked at bush kindy or have led from something they've seen at bush kindy and um yeah we're just trying to make them researchers and figuring out like how to analysed data and what what their learning is recordable. Now you, um, apart from Bush Kindy at 
your centre, you have um, different evenings throughout the year and one that I really loved (laughs) and I know that Arlo wants to come back for forever is your Vivid Festival. So in Sydney we have Vivid, which is a light show in the city and then you guys at Gumnut will have your own little light show in the centre. Why are those sorts of events important for you as an educator? I guess it's it's about showcasing. It's a fun to start <laughs> it fun. with. It's yes. fun. Um, and it's also about showcasing the learning that has evolved over time to the families in our unique way. So I guess because we are located pretty in much centrally in Sydney, Vivid is on our doorstep. So the kids are impacted. They see laser shows or, you know, the lights in the evenings. Um, and all kids love light and shadow and projection. So we weave that into our program for quite a while. I guess our Vivid is after the Vivid because we want to have the family experiences. We want to have the children talking about what they've done, why they've liked it and how we can integrate that into our program. Because families are a big part about what you do as an educator and having had children go through early learning settings to primary school and hearing what it's like in high school, it feels like to me that the biggest relationship you will have or the closest relationship you'll have will be with your early learning educators and teachers (laughs) because you have less opportunity as they get older. Yeah. Why is it important in this stage of their life, do you think, that you have that relationship? I guess the the younger children, the family, are their first and foremost community contacts, their first teachers, and we value that. Uh, We wouldn't have a teaching program if we didn't have relationships with the families. Um, In all ways, social, emotional, we want through discussion with families. We know what's been happening with children at home, what they like. Um, it's just, it's crucial. I don't know how you would. And you've got an early. older son now too. So you would yeah. have seen that experience. I did. I did. I was a young, to be honest, I was a young parent. I used to run away from my son's <laughs> early childhood teacher who ended up being a mentor over time <laughs> because, uh, you know, I thought, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't – I hadn't built the relationship. And that was, the, as I guess, been the biggest learning for me as a teacher, that that's first, yeah. first and foremost. And we don't just teach the child. We have a relationship with the whole family to be able to teach the child. Which is lovely. What do you think the kids, just circling back to Bush Kindy, what do you think they love about it? I guess it depends on the child. Uh, every human being is individual. Some like the vast expanse of being able to have freedom. Also freedom from prying eyes of adults, I guess. They know that, I guess, so we have boundaries at the park that the children create um, and they're quite big. So <laughs> some people have come to Bush Kindy and thought, oh, gosh, you know, how are they looking after these kids in such a big space? But it shows the trust that we have in the kids and that they have within each other and us. So yeah, some some will like to hide. Like we know they're hiding places. It might be in a tree, a fig tree with branches to the ground and they nestle in little nooks and crannies. It might be in bold as a little cave of sandstone. Others like to challenge themselves with risky, I guess, risky play. 
climbing trees and going as high as they can. I'd <laughs> so, <laughs> which can be daunting for us as teachers. Um, we have to know the children uh, well. Some kids look at the children who are our high climbers, I think, in awe and and you look at them and go, I hope I don't have to go well, up and get you down. <laughs> no, no, no. We wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't cli- let the kids climb a tree. We haven't climbed ourselves. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's I love the, that. Yeah. Sometimes kids need to see adults doing what they're preaching. For example, last week after the massive rains, I'd reflected on the Tuesday, seeing how much kids love playing in the mud. And I was like pondering, I thought... I would love to do that. I still wear my gumboots. I still think I'm engaging in this play, but I am not with the reckless abandon of a child. So I put my child hat on <laughs> on Thursday and um, my colleague said, oh, did you bring spare clothes? I said, no, that's all right. And we jumped to our heart's content. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely saturated. <laughs> And then there was this, the kids were running up and down this track and we'd been watching them for a couple of days. I thought, what, what's the, what's the drive? What, what are they getting from this? So I did it. I followed them and, <laughs> and it was exhilarating, you know, putting yourself into, literally into their gumboots and it was tiring and messy and exhilarating. Oh, and I love I loved that. it. <laughs> I have to do it more often. You didn't. You didn't get a cold after all that, because you know that we've packed spare clothes for our children. Yeah. So it's only fair that you yeah. should have a spare pair as well. Uh, yes, I will be putting one. <laughs> where's where's your mother future? looking after you? Well, yes. <laughs> um, so lunch on Bush Kindy days is a little bit mm-hmm. different from usual, isn't it? Yep. So the children um, make their own wrap or salad if they don't like bread, and we have a picnic lunch. So yeah. their parents take note. They they can make their own lunch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this is, yeah. Assisted. I guess it, it assisted, yes, um, in a sense of we, you know, remind them, oh, remember, put the bowl closer to your wrap, then we might not spill the food over everything. Um, think of our friends who might have allergies and just, again, being, you know, teaching children to be mindful of their surroundings, of their actions, and, yeah, what they're putting into their body, I guess. Mm. What do you think is the most surprising thing you've seen a child do at Bush Kindy? Um, I was thinking about this question and it's not surprising. I think it's playing in nature given time when children are given the opportunities over time. They naturally thrive in it. So there's <laughs> no surprising play. It's really, I I kept thinking and thinking about this question and either they are collectors or climbers or uh, sociodramatic players with, you know, running about, they might be rough and tumble kids, they might be hiders, but there's no no surprise because they all find their way in Mm. nature. I love Bush Kindy. I love that you do it. I love that Arlo got the opportunity to do it. Mm. Liesl, thank you so much for coming in. Okay, thank you. That's Liesl Murphy. She's an early learning educator at Gumnut Gardens in Sydney. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. 
I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.